this podcast might have bad words because my daddy says words like s*** and other bad words too much. Listener description is advice. Hello and welcome to the Detox Podcast, a podcast for dads where dads talk about life, kids, and stuff. We are your hosts. Galan. And I am John, and you'll see that noticeably absent tonight is our regular host, Joe. He had like the plague hit him and his family this week, unfortunately. Yeah, but it only came up through the top, not the bottom. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a top yeah, plague, not a bottom plague. plague. Yeah, he didn't yeah. get the bottom plague. <laughs> uh, back bottom, front bottom. Fine, as far as we know. Yes, he hasn't shared any details with us. He's going to hate listening to this now. He probably will, and it makes it super awkward because of the topic of today's episode. We have a very special guest here today that's going to talk to us about his experiences as being a dad and scouting specifically. This is my buddy Norman Trantham. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being yeah, on. No problem. No problem. And Norman, you are a dad. Yes, I am. That's what they tell me. And uh, Supposedly. Yeah, so how many kids do you have? <laughs> I ask knowingly. We have uh, we have two. Uh, I've two got a, boys. Yep, two boys. Uh, the oldest is now 13, and the youngest is 8. So you've just entered the danger zone of the Yes, we have. Oh, yeah. man. oh, man, it has been a fun year. So you, have, many. you have good kids, but I think it's just kids. It is. They, yeah. they all get hormonal at that age. Yeah, right on. So, uh, yeah, we want to bring you on today to talk about the, the experiences you've had as a dad uh, with scouting, uh, and we'll get to that right when we come back. So stay tuned. So Norman, we're here to talk about scouting today and we, we should say obviously you're not you're we're just talking about your personal experiences that you've had as a dad and with your kids and scouting and sure. you're leading you're not any official spokesperson for right i'm the Boy absolutely of or anything. not here to speak on behalf of Boy Scouts yeah. of America. let's <laughs> put that you know big disclaimer but i'm interested <laughs> because I, I know your whole family has been really involved in scouting and it's a world that i'm i'm not familiar with um and i know that you guys have had a lot of fun with that and you've had some trials with that and it takes up a lot of time um but i think it's also really rewarding so i thought it would be interesting to have you come on and and talk to dads a little bit about your experience and see maybe how they could benefit from them uh so starting out like what is what is your experience with scouts were you a scout growing up or anything so i was not involved in scouts growing up um i had nothing to do with it um Really didn't even know it existed or was out there. Uh, my experience started when Joshua, who's my oldest, 13 now, was born. So uh, Krista, my wife, um, her mom was very involved in scouting. Her mom's family was very big into scouting, and her mom kind of pushed it on their family. So both of my brother-in-laws were involved in scouts and everything. Chris, uh, my wife was in Girl Scouts. And when the oldest was born, my wife told me he's going to be in scouts. You're going to be a leader. Just get used to it. So Okay, so you just knew that <laughs> you know, was your fate. I knew it was coming. <laughs> um, so, yeah, as soon as he was old enough, we started looking for a unit, and uh, we, we got involved kind of right away. 
Yeah, right. So what is what what's been your involvement in scouts? So my involvement started, you know, as soon as he was old enough, we got involved with the local unit, uh, Cub Scouts for uh, the younger kids. Um, I volunteered as a uh, den leader, which is the one who kind of runs the the, month, the uh, weekly den meetings. And within about uh, two months, they asked me to step up as Cub Master. And for the younger levels, the Cub Master is kind of the guy who runs the entire pack and run, runs the all the different den uh, den leaders report to the Cub Master. He runs it's like the, your district manager or something. Yeah, he he would be kind of <laughs> like well, so I mean, if you think about it as a store for the unit, um, he would be like the store manager. Oh, okay. And then you would have you know the different divisions within the store. You've got because. Uh, Cub Scouts, the way Cub Scouts works for the younger kids, it's first through fifth grade, and starting in August, it's going to be kindergarten through fifth grade. Um, each one of the ages, each one of the grades is broken into a den, and that den then would have a den leader, and it, it's done by grade level, and a den is usually six to eight boys, and so if you have more than that, you may break it into multiple dens. So you may, have, you may have two dens the same age group or whatever. Right, exactly. Okay. And then each of the den leaders... Uh, reports to the Cub Master, who kind of oversees the whole pack to make sure that, you know, everything's on track. And the Cub Master kind of runs a monthly meeting where all of the dens come together as the pack and, and participate all together. Oh, okay. Okay. So what's the level of, like, how does the organization go above that? So um, it's easier to actually look at it uh, really from the top down instead of the bottom up. So BSA National is the National Organization, Boy Scouts of America. They divide the country into regions, and then each region is divided into um, councils, and then each council divides their area geographically into districts. And then within the districts, you have what's called units. And the units could be whether it's Cub Scouts or Boy Scouts or Venture Crew or, you know, there's five or six different programs out there. And, oh, and okay. BSA kind of looks like, looks at it as each, you know, program or whatever it is is called a unit. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. And so through fifth grade, it's Cub Scouts. So your first, your first son enters, you end up being... So first boy entered, um, I ended up being Tiger Den Leader, which is Tigers are for the uh, first graders. Uh, I did that for about a month before they asked me to step up as Cub Master. I finished off that first year kind of as both Tiger Den Leader and Cub Master doing both. I served as Cub Master for five years. Towards the end of my tenure, I started getting more involved at the district level. We serve, I served as the district... Um, Advan uh, membership chair. So I was responsible for membership and recruiting and growing all of the units within the entire district. Um, I served as roundtable commissioner. Uh, I started off just kind of as the Cub Scout roundtable commissioner and then I was the overall roundtable commissioner. Um, and I, towards the end of that, I was um, like right now, I'm actually serving as our committee chair for the pack instead of the Cub Master. So, you know, each unit they not only have the program side, which is the side that interacts with the youth on a on the day-to-day -day weekly basis, but then you also have to have the bureaucracy and the red tape and all of that fun stuff, the committee to make sure all the finances are done and everything's in order and where we actually get to go camping, you know, next month and everything. And that's that's handled by the committee. Yes, you know, more of the planning and making sure that the Cub Master and the DIN leaders have everything that they need in order to do the program. 
Got you. Got so you. I, I imagine that that listening to all that, anyone that's curious about it, it, it would it probably has a question on their mind of how much time does that take outside of like on top of work and and being a dad. So it, it really depends on how how far you get into it. Uh, to be honest, the most fun that I've had was as a den leader, and that's the one that you know doesn't really i mean at first as a new person is a newbie coming into it initially it takes a lot of time um you end up planning and thinking about and trying to figure out what to do for each one of the den meetings and you may end up spending you know two to three hours planning and making sure that you have everything to go to to run a one-hour den meeting but then as you do it and, and you repeat that over and over you get it down to really you, you you can throw everything together in an hour and then you know especially in a well organized pack where the prior year leaders are kind of passing down what they did you can kind of so look you at you already have the curriculum right basically. so you know you, you have here's what they did here here's how they did it and you can kind of look through that and you should be able to be up and running with you know about 30 minutes to an hour worth of planning once a week and then you have the actual hour a week of running the meeting and then on top of that, there's Cub Scouts. Um, you know, they're not as active as Boy Scouts are. So the first through fifth grade, excuse me, kindergarten through first grade, or kindergarten through fifth grade, they don't go out and do as much camping and as much everything else. We do, our unit will do about two service projects a month. So you may be involved in that and helping out. So, you know, on top of that, about two hours um Two hours a week, you, you may spend an additional um, hour, two hours a month being involved in something else that the pack does, um, like a Saturday, like Pinewood Derby or the Blue and Gold. And then, I mean, if you start getting into actually what's, helping. Uh, what's Blue and Gold? So Blue and Gold is like a birthday celebration. Um, it's supposed to be like the birthday celebration of scouting. Uh, scouting was founded uh, February 8th. So, so it's like an, an annual event. So it's basically. like an annual event. So, I mean, if you, if you start getting into the planning and helping with the, the bigger important things that the, the pack does, then that eats into more of your time. But really just kind of as a straight-up den leader, you could really get away with doing it about two hours a week, you know, one hour for planning, one hour for running the meeting, and be at the bare minimum. The committee members... If you want to help and you really don't have a whole lot of time, you can actually serve on the committee and spend even less time. Uh, we have a person um, in our pack who uh, the father actually works a, a swing shift type, and he works every Monday night. So he has never been to one of our meetings, but he serves on the committee as what's called our advancement chair. So he's the person who runs to the scout shop and buys all the the patches and the cards and everything that we give to the scouts, you know, once a month when they earn their rank and everything else, he's the one who goes and purchases all that. We only do a pack meeting once a month, so he spends an hour a month helping right. out. You know, it's it's he gets the report, pulls up the report online from the den leaders. He may email them, talk to them to make sure he's got absolutely everything they need, run to the scout shop, buy everything come back give it to somebody else and he's done i want to come back and talk a, a little bit in, in a in a while about sort of that progression from cub scouts up to boy scouts and, sure. and sort of how, how that changes uh but I, I guess what would you say are 
What would you say? How many patches do they have to earn before they go clear? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, uh, what, I, what I really want to ask is feet and level. What, what are the benefits of getting your kids involved in scouting? Okay. So benefits, I mean, there's a lot. There are, I mean, ton of benefits. And, you know, I, I think we talked about this before the show. I didn't actually pull up all the different reports. There's actually been, BSA has actually paid for studies. To, to say, hey, what are the benefits of scouting? And so, I mean, they have they have seen beneficial, according to studies and everything, kids who improve their grade work at school and concentration focus. I have personally seen, uh, you know, kids who come in and their grades do improve, their behavior improves. It's amazing how many kids come in and the parents are going, oh, yeah, the, my son is just so ADD. You're going to have issues with them. And he's going to be bouncing off the walls, and you're going to have a hard time getting him to focus. And we don't have a single problem with them. They come in, and because the program is structured, it's structured for boys. We know boys are boys. They're going to get up. They're going to run around. They're going to lose focus. You're not going to be able to keep their focus for more than a few minutes at a time. So you got to be prepared for that. And we don't have issues with them. Uh, you know, some of the other benefits, especially even just being a parent and, and being there with your son and being involved, a lot of the things that we do for cub scouts is really to prepare the boy to go into boy scouts and boy scouts is really where they start preparing the boy to be a man okay and a leader so cub scout cub scouts kind of builds on it the earlier you start them in cub scouts better but you know there's there's no it's never too late to start Um, because each of the ranks you know they are geared towards things that that grade level will do but they do build on it so there, there are things they do as a, in first grade that they then come back and revisit in second grade and build on it and add additional skill sets to it. Uh, one of the easiest examples to use for that is the water safety stuff. In kindergarten, or in first grade for the Tigers, they start with basic, um, very basic swimming, using a um, life jacket and everything, and your you know, safety afloat type stuff and safe to swim. And that's about it. And wolves, they come back and revisit it. And they add additional requirements on the swimming. And bears, they come back, which is bears would be third grade. They come back and they start adding additional things to it. By the time you build up to your fourth and fifth grade, they're teaching rescue skills. Gotcha. You know, if you see somebody in the water, how do you, you know, throw a life jacket to them or throw one of the uh, life preservers to them? How to do, how to pull somebody out of the water from the shore? You know, why you don't just go jump in after them, grab onto them and try to pull them out. It teaches them, you know, and so it builds on that. So that's an easy one that, that kind of shows the progression of how it builds on top of each other. So, you know, granted, if the boy just comes in as a as a third grader, they're going to learn you know, most of the stuff that was taught prior, but then if they were already there, it just kind of gets built on. So, you know, even just being a parent involved, though, to get back to the, you know, some of the benefits, um, scouting really is more about getting outdoors, getting the boys outside. A really good program does a lot with outside and outdoors, and it does a lot of the things that, I, you know, I, I grew up kind of almost as a country boy. My dad was military, but my mom grew up on a farm. And so we did a lot of things outside. And a lot of the stuff that Cub Scouts do 
I would have done with my sons already, but this yeah. gives it a much better structured environment in order to do it um, and, and to build on it. Um, and it just, it really provides a lot of thing, a lot of opportunities for father and son and really at the Cub Scout level, even families to just be involved and to go do something that is somewhat structured, organized, and it not only is it fun, but it's also educational and it helps to build the boys. And I'd imagine for a lot of people, like even though you had that outdoor kind of upbringing and everything already, this it'd probably be an opportunity for a lot of dads who and their sons and families to experience adventures or experiences that they would oh, yeah. normally. Yeah, you know, yeah, I had some of that out growing up, but you know, my parents, uh, for one, you know, fishing. My dad wasn't huge into fishing. I didn't do a whole lot of it growing up. For some reason, my boy saw something about fishing. He wants to go fishing. He wanted to go fishing. Well, in, in Scouts, we do fishing stuff, and it's like, I've never done it. So we go to council events where there's somebody else there who's able to teach the boys how to use the fishing lures and how to, you know, how to do that. That's cool. And so, I mean, it's... It's really cool the way it builds on that. And you teach their sons how to write scripts. And yeah, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, and I, and I mean, every parent, every dad has something that they can contribute and something they can teach and bring to the to the table and, and help. And yeah, so that was going to be my, my next question. Let's say, um, you know, a dad, he, he's he's busy, he works a lot, <clears throat> kind of as, as you're already talking about with an example of some of the dads you mentioned, but... Just at the most basic level, let's say uh, you just want your son to get involved in scouting, but you're you don't have the time really, or maybe the the will or something to like take on a lot of responsibility. How can dads be involved, even if they're not on council, even if they're not a, a den leader so or something e- like that? Even if they're not, you know, even if they don't have the time to step up to be a den leader, you can be there. If you just have the hour a week to come and be present with your son. We we have a lot of families who drop the boys off, and a lot of leaders jokingly refer to it as babysitters of America. Gotcha. Because the parents <laughs> drop the kids off, and they leave, and they, and they come back an hour later, pick them up, and, hey, let's go home. And you don't get as much, and we find that those kids and those families tend to not last as long. The parents and the families. They all perish. They perish. <laughs> just get, just so. Like the Oregon Trail Boy Scouts of America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, the families die of dysentery. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the families who at least one member of the family, whether it's the mom or the dad, uh, comes in and is at least willing to just sit there and be with their son and be involved and know what's going on. And e- even if they're just there to support their son and, and support what the boy's doing, um, that's a huge benefit. Um, there are a lot of things that, you know, each grade level, they start working towards their rank and they're working on a rank and they have a set goal. And in order to earn that rank, there are different things that they have to do within a period of time. And they have these different, we call them adventures now. And so they have different adventures that are designed to teach the boys something. And, you know, as a parent, if you have a skill set, you can pick up with the den leader and be willing to run just that one adventure. So like at the gotcha. uh, Weeblos and Air of Light level, which is fourth and fifth grade, they have to learn how to do stuff like change a tire. Gotcha. You know, um, bicycle safety. Um, if you like riding a bicycle, I forget which rank it is. They start learning about bicycles. 
How do you check the chain? How do you check the tires? You know, how, how do you take a tire on and off on the bicycle? How do you check the brakes? That kind of stuff. And so, you so know. So there's always opportunities throughout the year, even if it's not one of the major events, there may be some something like that where you are like, hey, I have some time. I can step in here. And yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, with the adventure program, there it's not all outdoors and manly stuff. There are some craft things involved. There's some... Um, a lot of the requirements, there's, you know, some of them are talking about running a play or doing a skit. Um, a, a lot of it is also just about getting the boy to be comfortable in front of other people talking and, and being able to present things, even at the early age, being able to get up involved in front of everybody and do a silly song or silly skit. And they make it fun in games, and it's it's fun for the boy at the time. He, he's, you know, doing something funny. But it also gets them used to being up there in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And so even if it's just taking the time to help out with teaching the boys a song or a skit or and a skit, I, I say skit, just it, it's kind of a short two or three line uh, play, play thing type thing. Yeah. You know, usually it ends up with a joke somehow. Gotcha. Um, so doing stuff like that with the boys, helping with something like that, uh, picking one little skill inside of something that you can do. There's all kinds of things. The The Cub Scout program really covers a huge, huge plethora of things. Everything from a few crafts to putting on a play to um, one of the elective uh, at the, I think it's the Weeblows level, which is uh, fourth grade. It, and don't quote me on this because I don't remember which one it is. But, you know, it's presenting something to the PACS committee. About doing something, you know. Um, <laughs> it's delivering your doctoral thesis. Yeah, you know. So, uh, uh, actually, I think it's at the bare level. It's uh, third grade, so it's like picking out a service project that you want would like to do or you think would benefit the community, and then pitching that to the uh, PACS committee to get buy-in from the PAC leadership to then go do it. That that sounds so different. Not not that I did Cub Scouts <laughs> or Boy Scouts, but I was I was I did Weebelows for. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Cause I know, I know it stands for Weeby Loyal Scouts. Yes. What's that? It's Weebelows is like the back then. I don't think it was broken down by grade level. No. Well, so it's always I been mean, broken is, down by grade level. Okay. This but, is back in the eighties. Uh, I don't really remember all that. Well, well gotcha. Mostly kind of broken down by grade level. They used to kind of break it down by age. But Weeblows used to be. Yeah, it was the pinnacle of uh, Cub Scouts. Oh, I yeah. got you. I yeah. Mean, yeah. So it's just yeah, yeah. So it's you know, but we didn't. I know that I went in and I got a bunch of patches for stuff that I could demonstrate that I could already do, but it wasn't. Oh, it's like you took the the clip test. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, but it's you know it, it, the the talking about water safety and bicycle stuff and getting up and, and basically public speaking skills that that can translate into a career, business world, or mm-hmm. anything. It, it was never. It wasn't anything like that that I can remember. It was. It was, or maybe it was just our particular. Then it was just it was very loosey goosey kind of things, but you you know you talk about the the parents being involved, and my mom she would drop me off, um, and I think she and one of the other moms would. That's why you have dysentery now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they would go and they, they, they I mean they basically they would use that as an hour to run to the bar. Yeah. Mom, mom's night. Nice. You know, and, yeah. and you know it was it was an escape for them, mm-hmm. and like once the the costs started kind of going up a little bit or whatever, it's. You know, it, it, I my involvement became less, and now yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I, I was in. Then your mom started dropping you off at the bar for an hour while she went to go to Boy Scouts. No, that, that's how I learned to play darts. Oh, yeah. okay, nice. Yeah, nice. That's cool. yeah, I'm not as good of a dart player as I was as, as a uh, 
as like as a ten year old. Yeah, yeah. I was I was really good at darts back then. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, it was really cool. So when when you know when, when John mentioned talking to you about it, it's something that I've always been fascinated by because it was something that I, I think I could be a lot more. And we, we talked about it in an episode. We talked about what it means to be a man, but being more outdoorsy and having kind of more. More life skills. Yeah, yeah. And then just, yeah. oh, I can sit at a computer. I can assemble a computer. I can play guitar. I can do all this stuff. But it's like there's nothing really, quote, unquote, manly about that. You know, and it's like. I could paint an orc. Yeah. Hey, if they gave out a, a badge for getting a uh, fishing line stuck in trees, I would have mastered that. <laughs> if uh, they handed out badges I mean, you know. uh, for eating hot and readies, an entire hot and ready by yourself before you cry yourself to sleep, I would. I'm <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you, you not talking about me. I no, that's me. Half I mean, there's, that's me. Uh, yeah, and I mean, especially now with the new program. So they, they completely revamped the Cub Scout program a few yeah, years ago. Yeah. And the adventures now, I mean, they start them like in the, the, let's see, my youngest is now a wolf, which is second grade. Some of the stuff they're required to do is like doing chores at home. Um, so they have to keep like a chore chart and do something at home. They have them... And this is another one that kind of builds on it is, you know, as a tiger, as a first grader, they learn about what a healthy snack is. And then as a second grade, they start learning about planning a meal. And then in the third grade, they have to actually help make the meal. And then by the time they get into fourth and fifth grade, when they go, Weeblows and Arrow of Lights are expected to go camping basically by them, you know, as a den. And they have to plan their meals, prep their meals, cook it, and then clean up afterwards and everything. And then with help from the adult leaders. Right, with supervision. With yeah. with supervision and, and help and guidance with the adult leaders. When they get into Boy Scouts, that adult leadership is supposed to be completely, you know, almost hands-off and just to make sure the boys aren't getting hurt. Nice. And they should be completely planning their meals, going out and buying everything, figuring out the budget for it, how much it's going to cost and everything at that level. And see, then that's a really, really great... Because it teaches accountability without the parents being like, okay, here's your chore chart, because to them it's part of scouting. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 not parent-mandated. It's part of their growth as a Cub Scout or a Boy Scout, that, you know, or at that point it's Cub, Cub Scouts. But it's like, it's the accountability stuff. It's the responsibility. It's the teaching them about healthy meals where it's, you know, it's not a, okay, go go warm up, um, what is it, the macaroni and cheese cup you know mm-hmm. it's it's okay you need to have you need to have some protein and some and some green vegetables and stuff not that john would know anything about green vegetables but oh yeah no like I'm, I'm just, I'm just the, the whole my i don't like thing. peas man i don't, don't like peas oh you and you and nelly don't get, that's why you don't get along every once in a while because yeah. she's the pea master pea master crap but no but yeah but, that, that's okay so, yeah so, that's so the, before before we get to the end here um yeah I, I did want to come back. You just mentioned sort of that transition into Boy Scouts and then that Boy Scouts are really preparing you to be a man. Does, does Boy Scouts take you all the way up to Eagle Scout or Life Scout? Yes. Is that And, and so, so is that – what age is that, 18 or – So Boy Scouts is different. Uh, Cub Scouts is everything by grade. Boy Scouts, it's really at uh, how fast the boy can progress. So Boy okay, Scouts okay. starts about 11, 11 and a half years old um, if they've graduated the fifth grade. And it goes until 18 years old. And they have different ranks within Boy Scouts, but the ranks within Boy Scouts work different. In Cub Scouts, it's by grade. In Boy Scouts, it's by progression. Yeah, yeah. So, so they come in and they're... all accomplishment-based. Right. So they earn their Scout rank, and then there's requirements that they have to pass in order to get the next rank, the gotcha. Tenderfoot, and then the next rank, and then the next rank. And so Eagle Scout is just the highest rank 
that a Boy Scout can achieve. And they have to achieve it by a certain age? They or? have to achieve it by their 18th birthday. Oh, okay. Otherwise, they can't do it. They and, become a Life Scout or something? Um, well, so Life Scout is the rank right before. Oh, oh okay. So I got you. That's just the rank you, before You've you. earned life, and now you're working on your eagle. Gotcha. And, I mean, we do have Scouts as young as 13 do it. Oh, oh okay. Wow. And, that's, uh, that's dedication. Yeah, that's that's usually parents. Uh, well. <laughs> gotcha. Doing their homework for them, basically. Yeah, kind of, sort of. It, yeah. It's usually most of the 13-year-old Eagle Scouts I know. It's parents pushed them or parents fudged it a little bit. Gotcha, gotcha. Right mm. on, man. Well, what would you say has been the biggest benefit to your sons uh, for being involved in Scouts? The biggest benefit I can see... Uh, you know, our youngest one is still kind of really early to tell. You know, he's only been in for a couple of years now. Uh, my oldest, he went all the way from Tiger to Arrow of Light. He actually earned his Arrow of Light twice. That's a whole other story. Um, and he's been in Boy Scouts now a couple of years. And, of course, he was with us when we were rebuilding the pack. Uh, we, you know, we joined a pack of 13 boys. And now, you know, we grew it to be one of the most the strongest pack in our area. And it took a lot of work and a lot of effort, and so he put in a you know he put in a lot of work as a youth. He was at every single fundraiser, every single event, every single meeting, every single camp out. So he is a real trooper about it. Um, so I mean, to watch that maturity level in a thirteen-year-old who he understands the amount of work that we put in as a family into that, and then uh, he went off into Boy Scouts. And, of course, now that it's all on him and there's no real push in him, he's kind of relaxed a little bit and he's taken his time about getting his his advancements done. But it, it, he's still goal-oriented. He's set on that goal. He knows what he needs to do. He knows what it's going to take to accomplish it. And he stays after it. And he has skill sets as a 13-year-old that, you know, I didn't have when I was 13. Yeah, that probably most 13-year-olds don't have. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, he can completely cook his own meals. He knows enough about a bicycle to fix it, put it back together. He's learned a little bit about automotive safety, um, swimming, outdoors, camping, where and how to set up a campsite, what to avoid, where to put your tent, where not to put your tent. Um, you know, just tons. I mean, there's just so much stuff that to watch him do and, you know, when he's put in a new situation, unfamiliar, to watch him be able to figure out what to do and how to handle that situation that I don't think most 13-year-olds would be able to do. Yeah, just like the problem-solving and critical thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Which a lot of 30-somethings can't do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a 39-year-old. I don't even know the words you're saying. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so so how about how about your younger Son, what do you think he's gotten out of it? Uh, so our youngest one is still, you know, he's a handful. Uh, you know, <laughs> each each child is different. Every every kid is is a little different. Um, our oldest is more like uh, my wife and I, very uh, studious, very very academic. Our youngest is more of a social butterfly, which um, he's he's in it for the friends and the jokes and the fun and the party. Gotcha. So he's still at that age. Um, you know, he, he he's, he's just having fun running. hanging out. He's basically. he's having fun hanging out. It's it's friendships to him. Gotcha. So I mean, yeah, he has fun uh, with the archery and the BB range, and he has fun when we go camping and and swimming and fishing and all of that. And he enjoys all of that. 
Um, it's just not as driven by like the I'm going to go earn a badge, right? Or something. He, you know, and at the Cub Scout level, that's fine. They're they're not, and they shouldn't be driven by that. And at gotcha. the Cub Scout level, we want it to be about fun. It should be fun first, advancement second. Gotcha. Um, so you know, at this point, you know, he's getting out of it what Cub Scouts is really meant to to put into it, fun and their learning skills for later in life. And so, really, you don't see a lot of that blossom until later. But, you know, right now, yeah, he's learning a lot of key things. And, I mean, he cannot wait until next year, which is kind of scare me a little bit, uh, when they start learning pocket knife safety. <laughs> he is so ready to have his pocket knife. Butterfly uh, knife yes. is Boy Scouts, by the way. Yeah, he's got, yeah. He's got I, got, I got one of those. Okay, yeah, cool. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, well, that's cool. I have one more question to ask uh, before we get out of this. Do you have no, anything? I'm good. One? No, I'm good. Yeah, so I guess just to, to close out the segment, and then we'll come back for the, the closing of the show. Uh, so what advice would you give to a dad that's listening that has maybe even never considered – this, so how do you get started? Where where would you do All right. People? So the easiest place to get started at is there's a website out there called BASCOUT.org. B-E-A-Scout.org. Okay. Um, and they have a little interactive map. You can put in your zip code, and it'll show you all of the units in your area. Um, I would say shop around. You know, go visit a couple of different web uh, – go visit a couple of different units in your area. Figure out which one, you know, fits the best. And then, you know, come to a few meetings, get your boy in the meetings, and before you even volunteer. You know, don't don't right off the bat. I, I would warn anybody against jumping in to, to volunteer right away. Gotcha. Especially if they've never done it. Um, I didn't really have a choice, but hey, you know what? Uh, <laughs> so, you know, get, get your kid involved. BeASCOUT.org. You can go find places. Um, you know, hit around. Um uh, our, our area up here, you know, we, we've got the scout shop, which is really local. Um, people can walk in there and talk, and those people know about which units are better than others, and they'll kind of point them in the right direction. Um, but, yeah, you know, be a scout.org, find a unit, get in, you know, go to a few meetings, get your kid coming regularly, and then just start seeing where you can help. Um, and, and, you know, ask around. Ask the leaders what do they need help with. You have more fun in the day-to-day meetings and, and helping out at the, at the weekly meetings. Um, if you're into the red tape and the bureaucracy and, and that kind of stuff, finances and everything, you know, the, the committee members and the committee is usually the hardest volunteers for a PAC to find. So gotcha. if that's something, you know, if you're into the admin side, there are 100 units that can use your help. Gotcha. Because, you know, being a volunteer-run organization, all the volunteers. <laughs> it's a buyer's market. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they, they want to go out having the fun with their boys. Gotcha. So finding people to do the back-end stuff is always harder to find. So, gotcha. you know, there, there's a place for everybody. Well, cool, man. Thanks for coming on and sharing that today. And uh, you right. going to stick around with us till the end of this episode? I suppose, yeah. Yeah, we only have five or six hours left. Okay. That, hey, right. that works, man. Okay, awesome. So <laughs> we will be right back with America's Favorite Segment. We are back, and it's time for America's favorite segment, Dad Joke of the Week. But this this week, it's going to be Dad Jokes of the Week because we just all came prepared. We did all come prepared. I was ready. Uh, Norman is our guest dad this week. Do you want to start us off with one? Sure. So, you know, having an eight-year-old, I get lots of these. Um, 
his favorite. I heard a really good knock-knock joke the other day. You want to hear it? Sure. All right, start me off. Knock-knock. <laughs> Who's there? Wow. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like it. That's a great dad joke. Um, What do you got, John? We'll go clockwise. Do you guys know that when a clock is hungry, it goes back for seconds? Wow. Wow. It goes back for seconds. No? All right. All right. I'll try, I'll try to get you on the next go-around. What do you got going on? All right. On? Why did seven why, – why was six scared of seven? Uh, why? Because seven, eight, nine – that's a good joke. But yeah. why did seven eat nine? Why? Because it needed three squared meals a day. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Norman, you got <laughs> another one for I us? I do have another one. So uh, why do you never hear a pterodactyl go to the bathroom? Uh, why? Because his pee is silent. Oh, uh, you're <laughs> in jokes. That's right up John's alley. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, guys, this is a life pro tip. Did you know that you feel stuck with your debt if you can't budget? <laughs> As someone who has a mountain of dead, <laughs> that makes me laugh. <laughs> uh, also, a grenade thrown into a kitchen in France would result in linoleum blown apart. <laughs> and, That's uh, horrible. Do you guys know that a bicycle can't stand by itself? No. Because it's too tired? Mm. No. Any anything else? You guys got mm. it? Got, I, you got another one for us? I, I got you one. Let's go end right. on this Norman joke. All right. So, what is the difference? Let's see between a well dressed man on a unicycle and a poorly dressed man on a bicycle. What? A tire. A tire. A tire. I like it. I, I like that. That's the way I to like cap it. it off. That's a good one. Uh, well, it's that time of the show again, Galan. Yeah, so, we, so since Joe's not here, we we didn't do a very good job of doing the hashtag roundup. Because That's okay. You know what we could do? What can we do? Old school. We just let Norman pick the episode hashtag based off of how he feels about his experience with the oh, Detox wow. Podcast. Oh, that, wow. That's a throwback. That is a throwback. That's a throwback a to a season one of the old podcast. That's right. How about that? Norman, if you had to create a hashtag to describe your experience with us this evening, what would it be? Besides segment. <laughs> Hashtag segment, yeah. Hashtag segment? <laughs> no, that's, good. That's, <laughs> that's good. That's a good one. <laughs> That'll be a good one for John. Um, I guess hashtag be a scout. Hashtag okay. be a scout. All right. Awesome. I like it. Um, Galan, how can people find out more about us or complain to us? Or, by the way, if they're dads, and we've had some of this recently, which is cool. It's exciting to me. Um, if people are a dad that deserves to have their story told or know of a dad that should have their story told, where can they contact us? They can go to detoxpodcast.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast.com. You'll find all the links to all of our social media. And if it's not one on there, you can check under um, Detox Podcast. Uh, I know that we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can catch Joe on Groupon. Yeah, check, check – uh, Wow. That's all right. That's all right. Catch Joe on Groupon. Um, You can listen to us by going to Vocal Now. That's V-O-K-A-L now.com. You'll find us under the shows. Um, And you can get the Vocal app. Yeah, you get the Vocal app. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Spotify. Yep. Um, Working on getting iHeartRadio set up, so if you prefer iHeartRadio, you'll uh, be able to do that soon. We're working on it, man. Yeah. We're working on it, I just have to grease the right palms. That's right. That's right. And, um, you know, if you, if you, if you, like John said, if you know someone or you have a complaint, which I'll bring up a point. So if you, if you have something to say to us, you can always email us at detoxpodcast at gmail.com 
or um, normally our first names at detoxpodcast.com. And I got one to my name where I was admonished for Ellie playing Minecraft and told that I was a horrible father for letting my girl play Minecraft, which is a boy's game. Well, that's awesome. We should read that on the next episode. Oh, I've already deleted it. Now, why? Because I didn't think about the the podcast Come like on, goal man. of that. You didn't think about the podcast? No, no. All right. I, I generally don't. Okay. Fair you, as you guys can tell when you listen, like fair I kind of completely unprepared. But is it yeah? So if you have complaints, you want to think that you want to tell us that we're horrible parents. Whoever sent that, by the way, yeah. clearly they're a listener. Yeah, they resend are. that. Yeah, re- resend I that. I want to read that. I bet um, you made a bunch of good, valid points <laughs> about me being a bad parent. Yeah. Like me, te- me getting Ellie to call John a dumbass on, on well, mine. Well. That was a, a, right. a poor parenting choice. Yeah. But, yeah, so go there, email us, go to the site, follow us, subscribe, leave us a five-star review on iTunes, or just keep listening. We really appreciate it. Indeed we do. So, guys, we'll be back next week. But until then, hashtag be a scout. And hashtag be a better dad. That's it. Oh, and uh, Joe and Amanda Gibbon. Special thanks to John and Eddie for supporting the podcast. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.